You are listening to episode 10 of the Level Up Your Wedding Film Business Podcast. This week, I am getting my financials ready to take to my CPA, which means I have some interesting numbers to share with you. How much did I spend in my wedding film business in 2019? The answer? A lot more than I wanted to. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. Let's level up together. So like I said, at the very top of the show, I'm getting ready to file my taxes and I have my entire 2019 financial report in front of me. I'm always so curious to hear about other people's businesses, what they're spending money on and how it's working out for them. So I just wanted to go over some numbers and talk about whether or not I feel like some of these expenses were worth it in the end. So here we go. Are you ready for this? In 2019, I spent a grand total of, wait for it, ah, $18,295 in my business. Yikes. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So I'm going to break that down into the major categories that I spent money in last year. All right, to start, I spent $1,000 on a paid storefront on The Knot. I did not renew that subscription, which ended in November. I did make my money back from that subscription though, and I ended up booking four weddings through the knot in 2019. Technically, yes, I did make my money back and then some, but I've gone on to other avenues of marketing my business that are working just as well for me, and I will talk more about that in another episode. Just know that I am no longer going to be spending money on the knot. I spent $337 on Facebook and Instagram ads, which actually didn't result in any paid bookings, so that was a total waste. Going forward, I'm going to be focusing solely on organic reach through social media, and Instagram is my number one way I book clients. For music licensing, I spent $45 on Soundstripe. I was a member for the first three months of the year last year, then I canceled that membership and ended up signing up for a music bed membership instead. So I had that membership for nine months in 2019 and I spent a grand total of $720. Even though music bed subscription is way more expensive, Soundstripe is $15 per month and music bed is 79. I'm a lot happier with music bed overall and I definitely get my money's worth. There are times when a single wedding I may use four or five songs especially through different Instagram teasers that I create. Sometimes I'll use two or three songs in the highlight film. You get the idea. I definitely get my money's worth there. In education, I spent $694 in online courses in 2019. I always like to invest in education. If you listen to my last episode, you will know that. I think it's an important part of business. I spent $325 on insurance. I use State Farm just because that's what I use for car insurance. I wanted to kind of keep it all under one thing, and I trust them. Uh, my CRM of choice is currently Dubsado. I was able to get on when they were pretty new, so I spend $250 a year on that. Um, I think the current price is $350 um, for new clients with them, but I may be switching to HoneyBook. I'm not completely sure if I'm going to stick with Dubsado. For website hosting, I spent $477. Um, I use WordPress, but I decided to get a new theme. I use Flow Themes on my WordPress site, um, so that's why that's a bit more than it would have been. I think that my Flow Theme was around $300. Um, I spent $259 on color presets. 
I bought the Forestry Films um, presets last year and I use them with every single wedding, so definitely a good way to spend that money. I spent $1,440 on second shooters and assistants. Um, I think about half of my weddings last year I did solo, so that saved a lot of money. Um, the other half I either opted to just bring an assistant to help me, even though my clients didn't pay extra for a second shooter. Um, only a few actually had second shooters in their packages, but I have <laughs> totally restructured my pricing in a way that I always have a second shooter with me only because it is a total pain in the butt to try to lug gear everywhere, break down tripods after the ceremony, and chase after people. Um, it's definitely worth the money to me for things to run smoothly to have a second shooter, so I anticipate that number going up this year. For film delivery, I spent $1,122. This is probably one of the biggest categories that I know that I can reduce this number for 2020, and that's because I have been delivering my films over flash drives, and I buy like really nice like crystal flash drives. They're about $50 a piece, and then to ship that, and I include a few other things in the, in the box when I ship them. And then I also have a Vimeo membership, um, I think I have like, the cheapest Vimeo membership, but I just like the way their players look when I embed them on my site the best, but I'm not sure if it is worth it. I know that a lot of people use YouTube. I'm not completely sold on embedding YouTube videos in my site quite yet. I still really prefer the Vimeo look because it's so clean, but it's something that I'm going to consider this year. So delivering my films via USB drive costed me an average of $62 per client. Um, just through a really quick Google search, I could switch to a service like Wedflow and pay between $5 to $9 per wedding instead. So that's a huge savings. And something that I'm going to really have to think about, though, um, I'm planning on polling my past clients to ask them if receiving the flash drive was something they really enjoyed or if it didn't matter to them, and then I will make a decision from there. So this is kind of a tough one, I had to give someone back their deposit for $925. Um, this might not necessarily be considered an expense, but the couple put their deposit down the year before, so it wasn't really an even wash like it would have been if they canceled their wedding just a few months after they put their deposit down. Um, I will write that off as a loss this year, but it was a little bit of a hit on the finances though. I know that there's a lot of discussion as to whether deposits are refundable or not. Um, I would definitely talk to a lawyer if you want to know more about that for your own business. For this very specific case though, um, a parent had died, so they canceled their wedding and I honestly felt like the last thing they needed to worry about was $1,000 and I felt like the right thing to do was to return that money to them. So it was mostly an act of good faith and you can research on your own if uh, what the legal um, issues are there with keeping a deposit versus having to return it. Um, anyway, I digress. So in gear in 2019, I spent $2,856. This includes things like new lights. I bought um, new core LEDs that actually like are a huge step up from what I used to use. Um, I just had to buy a ton of different like batteries, hard drives. I upgraded to the Ronin S, so that was probably like the biggest chunk in that um, total. And that also includes miscellaneous things that help me on a wedding day or while editing. 
I do think that the vast majority of those expenses were necessary, but I'm sure that a few hundred dollars could have been saved if I did a little bit more research before buying things. I have a slight Amazon addiction. So for legal fees, this includes um, just renewing my business license and getting my part 107 license last year. I spent $332 on that. I spent $291 on travel. So like that's a few hotel stays and like food for when I was traveling for a few uh, destination weddings. I say destination weddings and I just kind of call anytime I have to stay overnight a destination wedding for myself. I spent $508 on a branding photo session. This was something that I felt was necessary to do to finally get some professional photos of me up on my website and on social media. And I'll probably do this once every few years. I think it's worth it to kind of keep that polished and current look on my uh, socials and on my website. The remaining several thousand dollars is made up of micro expenses. Things like buying clients a cup of coffee, buying odds and ends for styled shoots that I did, um, a few office supplies, and client gifts. Looking at these numbers shows me where I can tighten up my budget going forward. Like I said, I'm going to consider delivering my films in a different way, which could save me potentially $1,000 a year, and I'm not planning on spending any money on marketing this year, so that alone between the not and Facebook ads will save me over $1,300 compared to last year. When I first started getting serious about my business in 2018, I read the book Profit First by Mike Makalowicz. Mm, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but a quick Google search will uh, get you that book. The tagline of that book says, transform your business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. Based off the numbers from last year, I think that I need to reread that book to get a better grasp on the money going out for 2020. Now, I want to say this. It's super easy to get caught up in vanity metrics. For example, if you see a filmmaker who charges $5,000 for a wedding film, but had to pay $1,000 out of pocket for travel, $500 for a second shooter, $300 for an assistant, an additional two to $300 on music licensing and delivery, that's only a net of $2,900 to $3,000 before you take into account things like taxes and social security. And on the flip side, a solo shooter who does local weddings and charges $3,500 for a wedding is technically charging $1,500 less than the first guy, but they make more money in the end. Their profit margin is a lot higher. I want to bring this to attention for a few reasons. First, uh, just to remind myself to be smart with my business expenses and to be more intentional. Secondly, I want to lay out the facts of the way the industry works. Striving for a higher price point is amazing. It's really, really great. But if your expenses increase at the same rate as your prices, you aren't actually making any more money. I also want to bring this to light as encouragement. Vanity metrics are often put on a pedestal, but what we see is only a small piece of a bigger puzzle. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely times when it's worth taking a bit of a financial hit. Sometimes it's necessary to spend a bit more money on a project or give a client a discount on a wedding if you think it's going to help propel you closer to your goal, but that should only be a once-in-a-while thing. This year, I plan on focusing on being more intentional with my expenses and only spend money on things that are necessary for my business to continue thriving and to keep pushing forward.
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know that money talk can be kind of an uncomfortable thing, but I kind of consider myself an open book. I just kind of want to give a realistic um, insight on the way I run my business in hopes that it helps you in some way. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at The Level Up Co. Or if you're interested in following my wedding film studio, you can find me at Fleeting Moments Cinema. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a single episode. I have lots of good ones coming up I'm so excited about. And I would absolutely love it if you took a second to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening. It's super easy to do, especially if you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app. Just go to like my show page, scroll to the bottom, and you'll see some stars. You can just hit that five-star mark and leave a little comment if you want to. Uh, It's super easy. I had actually never reviewed a podcast until I started one because I didn't know how. So there you go. My goal is to help as many filmmakers as possible and leaving a review helps other wedding filmmakers find the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next time.